Well, here we are. It is time, Simba. If you understand that reference, you might be about the age where we should be working together. It's possible. But it is now one of three times a year that I'm accepting clients for my freedom framework, overcoming food sensitivities and increasing energy without unnecessary restriction. My goal for my one-on-one clients is to take them through frameworks and explore tools for achieving 50, 80, 90% of their goals in just a few months and show them how to continue to heal on their own so they don't need me anymore. Honestly, I think we're doing great one-on-one work here, helping women that would otherwise be falling through the cracks, thinking that they're just aging, that they're just moms, that they just, and it may be true that they just have stress when really those stress hormones and their other core systems just really need some serious support and some serious love to serve them for years to come without symptoms. So if you'd like to clear inflammation, eczema, food sensitivities, or improve energy and brain clarity, I'd love to chat with you. You can book a call with me at kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, and that link will be in the show notes. Welcome to The Less Stressed Life, all about making this your time to feel freaking awesome about your life, health, and happiness. This podcast of The Less Stressed Life is hosted by Krista Bigler. Krista is an integrative registered dietitian nutritionist who specializes in reducing food-related stress, inflammation, and symptoms of food sensitivities. She brings over a decade of nutrition expertise and playing with her food to the table. From coaching, teaching, writing, and work Working within a major food company to behind the scenes for a health celebrity. To learn more, visit lessstresslife.com. Okay, today we have Kate Kordsmeyer of Root and Revel. And who is Kate? Well, Kate is a food journalist turned real food expert after her own chronic health issues with PCOS, which we've talked about before on this podcast, hypothyroidism and IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, which we've talked about a lot as well. Until those issues catapulted her into a long journey of trying to heal her body naturally. So today she blogs full time over at Root and Revel, a natural living site helping people strike the balance between good and good for you. Love it so much. Thanks for joining us, Kate. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. All right. So I told you before, you're a woman after my own heart. I was a journalism major as well. Went to school for nutrition. So I think we align a lot. Why don't you yeah. tell us how about a little bit about your background? Actually, you know what? I just got off a podcast and they said it's rude to ask people about their career because some people don't want to be defined by their career, which I don't think is necessarily you because you're living out of passion. But I'm supposed <laughs> to ask a question like, what's your favorite food? So go ahead, Kate. What's your favorite food? Oh, sushi for sure. Oh, all right. That tells us a little bit about kind of your quirky side. It sounds like you're kind of a risk taker when your favorite food is sushi. <laughs> okay. So tell us how you um, started doing Uh, food journalism, and then how that all changed. Yeah. So I went to journalism school, like you said, and when I graduated, I knew I wanted to be a freelancer, but short version is, you know, I got scared. I um, got a real job, hated it. Six months later, I finally quit to um, do freelance full time and just picked, you know, a topic that I knew I was really passionate about. So um, I started writing about food, mostly like restaurants, chefs, food trends, profiles, recipes, that kind of thing um, for magazines and newspapers. 
And I did that for like seven years. Um, and then basically I, I started having a lot of health problems. Um, I think you mentioned most of them. It seemed like a laundry list when I was first diagnosed with everything, but, um, and I started kind of changing my, my diet, my lifestyle and just reprioritizing my life, I guess. And, um, I started the blog to kind of share what I had learned. I was so amazed by the changes I saw from natural means. Um, and yeah, and the more I did that, the more I wanted to do that, the less I wanted to freelance. And so in January of this year, I went full time with the blog. So tell us about the symptoms that you first noticed when everything kind of started going hell. Was it gradual? When did they start adding up and you realized I should do something about this? Do you think they were caused by your work? Yeah. So it's hard to say exactly what the cause was. Certainly. I mean, I've never been like a super unhealthy eater and most of my work was eating at, you know, high quality chef driven restaurants. It's not like it was eating McDonald's every day or a lot of processed stuff, but um, regardless, I'm sure it didn't help things. And I was going out for work, you know, three to five times a week. So it was just a lot, um, on my body and traveling a ton. Um, you know, it's a lot of stress on your body as well, but it all started about five, maybe five or six years ago. Um, I was really constipated for a long time and, I kept going to just my regular doctors about it. And I would always ask him at my yearly checkup, like, yeah, you know, everything's fine, but I'm just still constipated. And, um, they kind of would just brush me off and say like, well, take a stool softener or, you know, eat some more greens, but it was always very vague. Nobody really took it too seriously. Um, and then fast forward to my wedding day, which was August, 2014. And, I, um, was basically, I was sitting around with my girlfriends, drinking mimosas, getting our hair and makeup done, having a great time. And all of a sudden I got so nauseous and it was like all the excitement and anticipation. It kind of seemed normal to maybe not, you know, to feel a little off when it's such a big day. So I kind of dismissed it, um, even though it was really debilitating. Um, and then it, that kept happening. So I had that happen like three or four more times over the next six months where I would have this completely out of the blue, unexpected, but totally debilitating nausea, um, where, I mean, I really couldn't do anything except lay in a dark room. And once that started happening enough, I started saying, okay, I wonder if this is related to my constipation in some way or what is going on with my body. This is not normal. And, um, so I started going to see a bunch of different doctors and the, I guess I was about 27 at this time. And I ended up having a colonoscopy because we thought I might have colon cancer or, um, you know, there were all kinds of theories being thrown around, but colonoscopy led to nothing. And I just kept being put on prescription medication for IBS and it didn't help. It made things worse and it was really expensive and had a lot of serious side effects. And I just didn't, didn't like it. And so I thought I'm going to go off everything, including hormonal birth control pills, which I had been on since I was like 16. Um, and I'm going to go off everything and just see what my body does. And so then, sorry, this is a very long winded story. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I went off the pill and then my body totally freaked out. I gained like 12 pounds in six weeks. I got the worst acne of my life. I was really anxious. I, um, what else happened? My periods were super irregular. They didn't come for like three months. And then once I got my first one, they were like every other month or I was just really irregular. I got really bad cramps. And so I, and my constipation was worse than ever. And it was just not a good, not a good place to be. So I started researching just anything I could to figure out what was going on and decided to go see a holistic doctor, um, and see what they could do. And it was the first time that a doctor actually sat with me for an hour and went over everything. And they didn't just ask me what my symptoms were. They asked me about what do I eat and what is my lifestyle like? And you know, what's my diet and how often do I exercise and what's my stress level and all of these things that all of the other doctors had completely overlooked. And, um, so she kind of put me on this natural plan and, once I started following that, I saw immediate relief from most of the symptoms right away and things just kept improving the longer I went on. And so that's when I decided to start Root and Revel and kind of share the success that I had had and hopefully to help other people do the same. Yeah, I'm sure your mind was blown. Um, yes. <laughs> seemingly simple things after you'd already doctored about it for a while. I know a lot of my clients will say, that people have told them it's all in their head or they brush it off. Um, I guess if I had a nickel for every time that happened, I would have a nice cup of coffee. But another thing, I read um, a a very relevant financial policy on a prominent doctor's website today about why she doesn't, their office doesn't take insurance. And she kind of talked about how, you know, the model is such that you're forced to spend less time with people and crank out more. And you're, you know, you, you have to stick to a certain income threshold. So it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't, uh, promote kind of being well-researched, being an expert in that area and really spending time to get, get to know that whole person. And that's the opposite. It's like a factory where they're just seeing a million patients a day and it's just once, what's your symptom? Okay. Here's a pill that can treat that symptom and not going any deeper than that. Yeah. And it's not their fault. I don't want to like make that clear too, because doctors don't really have any nutrition. They took one semester of nutrition. It was usually like a cake class where they learned super basic stuff. And most nutritionists (laughs) don't even know a ton about GI stuff, um, unless they've spent more time learning about that specifically. Um, Right. For sure. Otherwise, they they just are looking at, you know, maybe the, the most common uh, diet for that. But there's a, in my experience, there's very unique circumstances that have to be customized to every single person to get them ideal results. And it sounds like that's kind of the path you took. So I loved, I, I appreciated your long story. It wasn't a problem <laughs> yeah. at all. Um, often people ignore their issues and kind of chalk them up to normal until they're exasperated. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of, you were trying to Uh, unravel things, which made it worse. And then you finally found a little bit of a breakthrough. But I think what's more relevant is when I first when we first connected, I saw that you had quite a busy career, right? You had a freelancing career, which can be very high demand, high distress, high stress sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. So you actually had to decide to make some changes. And it sounds like you were kind of helped along because you saw the results. So that's, that always motivates people to keep going. But how like, why did you decide? How did you decide you were going to make these these changes? Um, because they didn't really fit into the life you necessarily designed at first. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, to answer your first thing about people ignoring issues, um, I definitely ignored constipation and some, um, like I'd say, period issues, basically, um, for a long time. I mean, even the reason I went on the pill in the first place was because I had bad cramping and heavy periods and acne. And the solution for most women these days is to go on the pill. Um, and it does help with a lot of those symptoms, but it doesn't do anything to treat the underlying cause. So, you know, you come off and then you have all of these issues, um, that could have even been made worse because they've had a bandaid over them for all this, all these years. Um, so I definitely think that it's important to pay attention, um, to what your body is doing and not to listen to people when they say, like you said, it's all in your head. Or I know when I first went to my gynecologist, I said, here are my symptoms. You know, I've gained all this weight. I've changed nothing about my diet and exercise habits. You know, I'm breaking out. I can't get a period. My um, family has a history of PCOS and hypothyroidism. Maybe I might have something like that too. And she said, well, you're getting older and this is just what happens as we age. And I was 26. And I was yeah. like, um, no, it isn't. <laughs> no, it isn't. So I think just because something is common doesn't mean it's normal. Um, and I think that's the big thing. It's really common that women get cramps when they have their period, but that doesn't mean it's right. That's your body, you know, trying to tell you yeah. something. So gas is common. Doesn't actually right. mean you're supposed to have it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, I definitely agree to your point about not ignoring issues or just thinking that things are normal until you get, you know, to a point where you can't take it anymore. I wish that I had gotten there sooner. Um, but then your second question, you know, how did I decide to make these changes? Um, I feel like it was one of these things where all the stars just kind of started to align in that I was having some issues with my freelance career that I wasn't really as happy there anymore. And I had started reading about how to make money blogging and, you know, that realizing that this really could be like a viable career path and not just a hobby. Um, and at the same time, started, you know, finding all of this relief from these natural remedies, from changing the way that I ate and learning all of this new stuff. And so I felt, felt like it was just sort of like the perfect time of, okay, I want to make a change in my career and this big change is happening in my life and my health. And let's kind of combine the two. Um, and then that made it a little bit easier to stick to, especially like you said, as I was seeing like massive results, it was like, it's really easy to stick to a diet when you're losing weight. Right. And not that I, my goal was not weight loss at all, but, um, it was, it was easier to stick to a natural lifestyle when I was seeing major, major improvements. Well, and you were feeling better, right? Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. And I, this happens a lot and I, I have to make this point is that unfortunately, well, I tell people all this a lot when they book appointments is that I help people best when they are desperate because it's a mm -hmm. natural human issue until we're exasperated and desperate. We don't, we're not ready to prioritize to actually do the things that are going to make the massive change and get us completely yeah. better. And I wish that wasn't true, but apparently it is for most of us. Um, yeah. Cause it's a, it's a recurring Guilty. trend. Yeah. It's a recurring trend. And what do you do? I mean, you just, you just know it and you talk about it like the truth it is to bring awareness to it. And, and, uh, and that's, I guess that's, that's what I can do. And that's part of why I do the podcast to, to help people bring light to the things that they might be ignoring, quite honestly. Right. Right. Yeah. It's really easy to do. So that's great. 
Yeah. So we talked about, you know, how your uh, symptoms, how you immediately started getting relief as you kind of followed a totally different plan. You were nourishing yourself from the inside. Did Mm -hmm. you find, you know, when I interview people to find out if I can help them with their gut issues, which sometimes manifest as thyroid and and things, other hormonal things like PCOS, I would imagine, did you you start to see the unraveling of all those things at once? It wasn't just, you know. Yeah, that was what I thought was the most amazing thing was really how interconnected the entire body is. And, you know, at first I felt very overwhelmed that it was like, okay, my gut's out of whack. My hormones are out of whack. My thyroid's out of whack. It was like this long list of stuff that I felt like, oh my God, this is so many things I need to fix. But really what I came to realize was like when you fix one, you fix the other Mm -hmm. just by proxy. And so, um, yeah, healing my gut was the first thing that happened. It was the fastest thing to happen. And um, it definitely helped set the stage for the other two um, issues that I was having. Absolutely. Yeah. And I appreciate you saying that because I, I just talked to this older gentleman I have earlier today and He's got rheumatoid arthritis and hypertension, mm-hmm. some other stacked up things. And he said, well, right now I'm really worried about this. Or his wife will say, well, we need to be on these iron pills. And I know how it's all connected and how one thing's mm-hmm. going to play off each other. I'm like, we have to simplify and focus on, yes. on the vision. Like we have to have – in like if we step back and look at life, that's why sometimes we get so caught up in the mix and the busyness. And it's like step back and, and look at what your vision is. Right. And when you do that, it will guide the rest. You know, and so yeah. every time things get overcomplicated, you just need to stop and breathe and just step back and say, what do I really need? You know, right. I have to keep my eye on the right path and not digress in all these other like branches, you know. Right, right. Exactly. So um, I were there some places that you got stuck on your healing journey that were especially difficult for you? Because making changes is challenging. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was not always pretty or fun or easy. Um Yeah, I I really struggled, especially in the beginning with balance. You know, I was a food writer for almost a decade. I wrote about restaurants. It was literally my job to write about the most delicious foods. And I love food. So trying to just eat like, you know, steamed broccoli and baked chicken was not an option. Um, I felt like whatever I was going to do had to have just as much flavor and be just as delicious as the unhealthy stuff I was eating before. Mm -hmm. And so, but I also wanted to live a normal life in that I didn't want to be the girl that has to bring her own food to a party or, you know, the, the person that like can't go out to dinner because everything's off limits or that kind of thing. So I wanted to find a way that I could do both, that I could nourish my body and stay healthy and keep myself, you know, from getting inflamed and having issues, but also still enjoy my life. And, um, oh, sorry, there's my puppy. No problem. Hey, puppy. <laughs> Finchy, quiet. Um, so yeah, so it was hard for me in the beginning to figure out, you know, how much is too much? What, what does moderation actually look like? Cause people say all day, you know, moderation, moderation, moderation. It's like, well, what is that? Does that mean I can have one cookie or one cookie a day? Or, you know, what, what's the, what does that look like? And so that was one of my biggest struggles. And I kind of ended up coming up with this. I shouldn't say I came up with it. There's this concept called the 80, 20 rule, which basically is just means, you know, you eat healthy 80% of the time and 20% of the time you can just sort of let go. And so I started practicing that and 
basically just did the calculations and said, okay, if I eat three meals a day, seven days a week, then that's 21 meals. And, um, that means four of them can be, you know, quote freebies. And so I didn't necessarily say, okay, I have to get four indulgent meals in, but I just sort of gave myself the opportunity. Okay. You can go out to lunch this day or you can have drinks with friends this day. Um, and just kind of watch myself. And if I got to four, you know, too early in the week, then it was like, well, I need to scale it back and then vice versa. And so I just did that for a while and eventually it became second nature. And now I definitely don't count my meals or really, you know, I'm sure some weeks are way healthier or way less healthy than others. But I do think that allowing yourself to just enjoy life and not obsess about food too much and what you can and cannot eat is, is healthy. Yeah, for sure. And I, that this, this idea, I love that you calculated out. I think that's relevant because sometimes people need this concrete concept before they can be, before their intuition works, because we can rely on intuition when it's working. And for a lot of times our intuition is a little broken or we, we need to, we need to calibrate it to really, mm-hmm. to really know it. So I, I love how you went through that. I am a big subscriber to 80, 20 or even 90, 10, depending on people's goals. Sure. So, so I love that. And you talked about keeping food flavorful, which again, girl after my heart. And I knew you <laughs> have some, I mean, that was probably your opinions kind of about healthy food. Healthy food does not need to be boring. I absolutely agree. I, because flavor rules and it disgusts me to think that people think that healthy food is boring. It is delicious. If you add things to it, I'm not a low salt dietitian. I'm a big yeah. fan of healthy mineral salts, but I know you have opinions about kind of ethnic and Southern foods. And I'd like to hear how you kind of, cause you're from the South. And so I'd like to hear how you mixed some of that up. Um, the fusion of, of how you've reinvented that. If so. When I was writing about restaurants a lot, I really focused on ethnic food, and um, I was just in love with all things Asian. And so one of the things I learned from Asian food is that the best way to add flavor is with herbs and spices, and those things are all really anti-inflammatory and full of nutrients and low-calorie and great ways to um, you know, liven up a dish and make, make something that's maybe, quote, healthy food taste almost unhealthy. Like, I think that's kind of the way that I try to do all of the recipes on Root and Revel is that like you could serve it to anybody. You could serve it to the meat and potatoes man who is a picky eater and he would think it's delicious. Um, even though it actually is really healthy for you. So I, I try to really infuse a lot of different flavors that way. And same thing, you know, I am from the South. I'm from Atlanta, born and raised. And, um, I think that people have this idea that Southern food is really unhealthy and rich and heavy. And certainly there is that there is tons of fried chicken and biscuits and gravy and that kind of stuff. But Southern food is also really reliant on vegetables and we have amazing farmers down here and you can get lots of great local organic produce. And so getting things like okra and sweet corn and peaches and pecans and stuff that is native to the South, and there's really amazing things you can do with it. So I think there's kind of this idea that um, I, I remember when I moved to California, people, when I told them I was from Atlanta, were like, what do you guys eat there? Like, mm-hmm. um, It's not a foreign country. We eat the same things you eat, but not everybody's like Paula Deen. Yeah. No, no <laughs> joke. Yeah. Not everyone adds. 
to complete sticks of butter to everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm not anti-fat either, but there's just, yeah, me neither. there's, you know, anti-inflammatory factors to take into consideration when you're balancing that all out. So, so, sure. uh, creating these new habits are hard. I know you, um, calculated down 80, 20 and what that really meant to you. Cause that worked for you. What were some mm-hmm. other breakthrough habits that you maybe created accidentally or in on purpose trying to make that yeah. shift to healing easier? Yeah. So one of the things I did, I was really struggling with anxiety. I started having panic attacks and those nausea episodes. I was diagnosed with abdominal migraines, which are basically like um, a migraine in your stomach. And it's triggered for me by excitement. So really great stuff because it's like whenever I'm really happy about something, I'll get sick. Um, And that was, yeah. And I got in this vicious cycle of then, you know, being worried that I was going to get sick and then almost like this self-fulfilling prophecy of then that making me sick. And anyway, so I I was in a really bad place with that, even though I had been doing um, this anti-inflammatory real food diet, you know, 80, 20 rule, that kind of stuff. And so I just really thought, okay, I've got to do something to really focus on this anxiety piece because I'm sure that the stress is also not helping my skin. And, you know, there's a real brain gut connection. And, um, so I challenged myself to go to yoga every single day for 30 days and I did it. And it was easily the best one, you know, one of the best things I ever did for my body. Um, it was so mentally just calming and peaceful and clearing, but it was also great exercise. I sweat a ton. I always do hot yoga and I lost some weight. I mean, that was just like an added bonus, not that I was going for, but that was, um, definitely one of the breakthrough habits that I created. And I don't go every day anymore, but I go several times a week and it's something that's really key to my, my health, I think. And just a note about that, this is a detox. So detoxification comes naturally in our body with elimination, you know, our liver and our kidneys, but we forget to mention how sweating is a natural form of that. And, um, like there's a lot of great research on infrared sauna. So hot yoga kind of falls in that same category. Um, and so there's a lot to be said about that actually. So you challenge yourself to do this for 30 days. How did you do that? Because a lot of people will start something in 90. I'm reading a great book right now called Finish by John Acuff. It just came out and it's like that title. Oh, it's hilarious. You would love it. And he kind of talks about some research he did because he he had some different books before that. And long story short, I think he says 92% of people quit on day two. So curious, Mm -hmm. you know, what fail safes you put into place for achieving that? Well, um, there's a yoga studio in my building. And another one walking distance from my house. So um, that really helped. It was like no excuses, just go downstairs um, kind of thing. But honestly, like I, it had gotten – my anxiety had gotten so bad that it was just enough for me to say like I've just got to slow down and spend some time taking care of myself um, or this is never going to get better. And honestly, like – Yeah, like any new habit, the first week is the hardest. Mm. But once you get through that, I mean, it was like my body just craved it. I know people always say that and it's annoying, but it's so true. It's like the more you do something, the more your body wants it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, And I, you know, I didn't, of course, we know about the brain gut connection, but Mm -hmm. I, 
you know, I think I could probably count on one hand the clients that don't have some type of anxiety issues if they've already got gut issues. I mean, it's just obviously pervasive, but when you're yeah. kind of facing it and looking down the hole of it, you're like, oh, wow, okay, well, now I got to make sure I'm up to speed on all these other things because actually you can perpetuate anxiety issues or predispositions if you misdose nutrients and do some different things kind of. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to be up on your game a little bit because we don't want to make that worse. But I'm, I appreciate that you did what we discount, you know, that you kept it simple and, and you did it like you implemented, you didn't just keep looking for the next thing. You knew that there's something that can help. So you just did it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to do. And I don't pretend like I, I enjoyed going every time or, or I never regretted going. That's for sure. But it's you know, always hardest to get yourself there. Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. I just got a new puppy last week and she learned to bark yesterday. So she's really excited about this new skill, um, <laughs> which is great for somebody who works from home. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So what I was saying though, is that, um, I, I, my personality is just kind of like make something happen. You know, if I, if I see a problem, my inclination is like, how do I solve it? So I did kind of ignore, um, to be fair, I did ignore some of these symptoms or hope that they would go away on their own, um, for a while. But after I started having panic attacks, that's when it was like, I can't ignore this anymore. And so I actually started going to see a counselor and doing some cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I found this holistic psychiatrist who is really wonderful at blending Western and um, natural holistic remedies. And so she's really helped me a ton and yoga and meditation and just honestly, like, slowing down and cutting back on, on work hours and that kind of thing. It it was really just like, you just have to do it. Otherwise this is never going to stop. Right. You have to decide that you're either going to take a breather now or, you know, drowned pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's definitely how I felt. And so, yeah, so I did it and, and that's been so helpful. Um, but to your point in the beginning, you know, food is, so healing. I mean, food is absolutely medicine. Um, but for me and everybody is different, of course, but for me, food only got me about 75% of the way healed. And I, I had some lingering symptoms that I just couldn't shake and couldn't solve through food. Yep. Makes sense. Um, yeah. And thyroid, um, my hypothyroidism especially was probably the last missing, missing piece of my healing. And I feel like, um, you know, now I would never say I, I don't know what even perfect health means because, of course, sometimes I get sick. Sometimes I don't feel good. Sometimes, you know, everybody's like that. Um, but I, I do feel like I've fully reversed all of the, the conditions that I had before. I think that's relevant that you say that because I feel similarly. You kind of can get – maybe you can get 100%, but if you're 95%, you're, pr- you're living a pretty dang good life. And sometimes yeah. you just have to be aware of the stressors because – you know, I always kind of preach this a lot is that if you, if you're not removing the stressors, it's easy to relapse. So it's not even that it's not even that you haven't healed. It's that when you re add some of those stressors, you can start to unravel a little bit. So like, especially with IBS, my goal is for people to have a broad diet as much as Mm -hmm. possible and not be controlled by fructo oligosaccharides and ridiculous things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, everyone has a different healing journey and, um, we get most of the way there. And I think we're almost there, but yeah, if you're not, if you're ignoring the other stressors and then I'm guessing that was part of your last 25%, honestly, we can chat about it, but, um, 
Yeah. And there's just a lot of pieces yeah. and it's, it's nice to not have to figure it all out on your own, you know, but, um, you've come a long way and, and it's amazing what you've accomplished and uh, your testimony is, is helpful and necessary because it's going to inspire someone else to do the same. Yeah. Thanks. I, I hope it does. That's definitely the whole reason I, you know, wanted to start Root and Rebel was like just to help people. I felt like there wasn't a sort resource like this when I was trying to heal. Um, and so, you know, I kind of wanted to be that for other people and it's definitely, there's no better feeling. I'm sure you can relate to getting an email from a reader or client or somebody saying like, you have helped me. Absolutely. Yeah. There's just no, yeah, there's nothing better than that. And I will mention as well, you were talking about the hypothyroidism. I didn't know this. My best friend in college was um, became a pharmacist. And so one day we were chatting about, I said, what's the most commonly prescribed drug? Because I, I had been kind of in diabetes hypertension, which again, diabetes is still mm-hmm. an endocrine issue. But she said thyroid. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize yeah. that right away. I mean, this was years ago, but um, that should be... That should be eye-opening for us. Um, yes, absolutely. We should be a lot more aware of what we can be doing about this and how to unravel that. Um, and I always tell right. people, again, simplify. It's like I, if, you, if there's thyroid issues, I still move through the the right things at the right time. But, yeah, I love what you said about the food. I um, Often it's hard for people to make those massive shifts, um, but it's amazing the results you can get when you make those massive shifts. And I think sometimes if you don't make the food changes, it's harder for you to recover the rest of the way, honestly. Right. Um, it, because it's, it is one of the stressors at the beginning that's going to prevent the total healing. So um, I used to yeah. think that functional medicine was a lot of supplements and sometimes not things. And I realize if you're doing it properly, it shouldn't be so many supplements there at that, yeah. especially at that early stage. So yeah. We'll yeah, that's... That's really interesting you say that about supplements too, because that's another thing that I struggled with in the beginning was like, even though everything was, you know, natural and I wasn't taking prescription medication, I was taking like a dozen supplements and I hated it. I mean, it wasn't like it was difficult. I always remembered. I just felt like, I don't know, I'm just swallowing so many pills every day. Is this really necessary? And, um, you know, now I'm down to, I take, um, I take a probiotic, I take a multivitamin that's like specific for thyroid, Mm -hmm. um, for thyroid health. And I take a compounded T3, T4 and that's it. And it's like so liberating to be like, Oh my gosh, I just take these three things. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, again, the vision it's like, well, I'm working towards something and that's honestly, that's how I am as well. I don't like all the supplements. And if you can't give me kind of a I mean, we should have an idea of how, what are we doing this for? Are we doing it because, you know, it seems like this is a good idea or is there an end in sight and was there an overall vision we're working towards? And, you know, this is not, this shouldn't be permanent if we're doing things the right way. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. We align a lot. I love it. Uh, Yeah. So if you had to leave someone with some final thoughts, what's your gut reaction to tell someone that feels like you're talking right to them today? Focus on adding more of the good than on taking away the bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like when I feel my healthiest, it's not when I'm like, no gluten, no dairy, no this, no that. It's when I'm like, lots of vegetables, lots of color, and just thinking like, how could I make this more nourishing? And when I do that, the food's usually more delicious, and I don't feel deprived. I couldn't agree more. I just... I think we're going to be friends. I love it. So, um, absolutely. So where can people find you, Kate? 
Yeah, great. Um, so rootandrevel.com is my blog. Um, and then on social media, I'm just at rootandrevel. Is it at, is it root and revel or like with the, for the hyperlink and we'll put it in the show notes, but just for yeah. listeners. Yeah. Driving. It's spelled out root A N D R E V as in van, um, E L sometimes people think it's root and rebel. Like I'm rebellious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, root and rebel. Cool. With B. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And I look forward to any reader feedback that this was useful for them. And I'm sure this is the beginning of a beautiful thing. So thanks so much. Thank you. And P.S. If you've got digestive issues, brain fog, bloating, things that you know aren't normal or are new for you, or you've been dealing with them for a long time and it's time to stop and you want the fast track version, then feel free to pop over to my website and I can help you with that. It's at FastTrackFabulous.com or KristaBigler.com. I'll see you there. 